With the COVID-19 pandemic forcing students in Athens TV into virtual learning, we tried to figure out how can we make this class experience better when you can't be doing video production on a daily basis. And the solution we came up with was guest speakers. Today we talk with Lauren Springer, a news anchor for 7 and 4 News up in Traverse City. Take us back to high school. Um, you know, what kinds of things were you into and was anything there that set you on the path that, um, that you're working in now? Absolutely. I actually saw something um, pretty funny on social media earlier this morning that said uh, journalists are just theater kids that can't sing. <laughs> and I really related to that because I was very actively involved in theater um, through high school and through college. I went to Kalamazoo College uh, with a theater major, have always felt that I've had a voice. I did, I did a lot of public speaking, um, always really enjoyed presentations in school, um, was the first person to, to volunteer to, to stand up and deliver a message. So I feel like I've always had an, a voice that I have wanted to use or channel in some way, shape, or form. Um, it, through college, it ended up being theater. Um, and then I did an internship while I was at Kalamazoo College. It's called the Great Lakes Arts Association Program. So I lived, my sophomore year, I lived in New York City, and I did an internship with Saturday Night Live. Um, I really thought I wanted to do improv. I like the idea of speaking freely and thinking on your toes and talking openly. Um, so when I graduated from K, I went into the NBC page program. I'm not sure if any of you guys are 30 Rock fans, if you've seen 30 Rock, but I was Tennis to Page. Um, and I got to kind of just try all the different aspects of what NBC News has, well, not NBC News, but NBC in general has to offer. And I was originally more interested in the entertainment side, uh, landed at the Today Show and fell in love with news because I figured that I didn't have to take on a character or be someone else, I found a way that I could use my voice and still be myself at the same time. Um, so then I started um, hiring talent. I worked for NBC News, NBC National News, and traveled all over the country hiring anchors and reporters. Um, and then I thought, what are you doing? You want to try this. So from New York City, I moved to very rural St. Joseph, Missouri. It's about 45 minutes north of Kansas City, and that was how I got started in broadcasting, and since then, I've kind of bounced all over the place, and now I'm at the point in my career where I just want to live someplace beautiful and be close to my family, um, so I'm lucky enough to call Trevor City home. Yeah, you got you got a good spot for that. That's I know. I hit the jackpot. Yeah, so just to go back to your college a little bit, um, sure. it doesn't sound like you really had any, any, I don't know if you had any classes, like you were a theater person, so. I was, I was a theater kid. I mean, Kalamazoo College offers a liberal arts education, so you have to have some of everything. I was a political science minor theater major, um, so, but yes, I had every intention of going into either theater or television in terms of the entertainment side, um, but my journey landed me right where I was supposed to be. Yeah, and I think a, a challenge that I faced over the years, and I think that a lot of these kids will probably face as well, is the way college is presented, it's that you're going to go to college, you're going to get this degree, and you're going to get this job. And, yeah. I mean, looking at what I'm doing now, I, I didn't have any classes for this. It, it is, like you said, a journey. So 
Can you talk especially about that internship experience? Like, what did it oh, take? Yeah. Like, that's a pretty prestigious program. Um, Lauren's not bragging, kids. I don't know if she said the word prestigious or I read it in your bio. It's hard to get into the NBC page program. So how how did you do it? You know, how, how do you land this internship? And then can you talk about how that really opened up uh, your opportunities? Absolutely. What I have learned, especially as my career progresses and I, as I just get older, is that networking is everything. So life experience is equally as important as classroom experience. So I had the opportunity, like I said, to experience life while I was in college. I was still going to class. I was still doing my assignments. But part of what I was assigned was to work for NBC or to go and attend a play. And it was getting out in the world, meeting people, connecting with humans that have that and continue. I think about those relationships that are 10 years old now and they continue to be a very active part of my life. Uh, we continue to connect and share with one another and lean on one another and say, hey, do you know somebody? I mean, it's just, it's just about tapping into your resources. So I could say, hey, I'm looking for someone that might be an expert on infectious disease. Um, do you guys know anyone that I might be able to talk to? That person that I have connected with from 10 years ago working in NBC News introduce me to a brand new person that I can use for content in my show now and that's a new person in my life it's um it's we're all interconnected and it's building fostering maintaining those relationships and investing in other people um, so that the life experience and the connecting with human beings that has been equally as important as learning in the classroom I would say right and, and that all started with an internship and along with that networking, I've, um, we went to this, this was many years ago, probably 10 years ago, we went to this field trip to a very, very small, I think it was Channel 38 or something in the Detroit area. Like, I don't even know if it exists anymore. And the producer there, her name was Chris, and she said something that I thought was very important. That was, you know, people might look at what I'm doing. I mean, you started at Saturday Night Live at Rockefeller Center. You, you were like at the capital of it all. Some people, she says, some people might look at this like this is beneath them, but I know people and I can get you connect. Everyone has connections. So I just think it's so important. Like you said, just always be nice. <laughs> keep, keep any business card you get and maintain that network. Cause you never know. I keep, I, if I, I think about, it, I just keep, I have business cards everywhere in my desk, in a shoebox at home. I have business cards from my, <laughs> from the very beginning and I still sift through them. Now I have like mostly a digital system, but hang on, like you said, hang on to every single contact because you will think, oh, I know the perfect person for something, or I wish I could get in touch with those with this person that I, I talked to two years ago. It is, it's about, like I said, cultivating those relationships and we're, we're all humans. It's human nature to want to help and support another person and see them grow. I mean, we, we all connect with one another in some way. Yeah. All right. So you, you've talked about, you know, this network and the importance of if, if you need someone for infectious disease or whatever, I think to us, perhaps we maybe take the news for granted, like it just gets done, but someone has to do it. Someone has to cover yeah. it. So can you just walk us through your, your everyday? We know you st wake up at two yeah. and that's frightening, but what, where Terrifying. to from there? 
can I actually physically walk you guys hey, through? Is that okay? Perfect. So we are, we do our morning newscast from four thirty in the morning until seven. Um, so when I get here, I do a lot of writing. I write, I work on scripts or I clean up scripts that have been uh, written overnight by our producer who's already home sleeping. Um, so we do our newscast from, like I said, four thirty to seven, and then throughout we're an NBC, we're on NBC, so we break into the Today Show. So we'll do Today Show's all national news. So we'll do local, um, they're called cut-ins. So we break in for a few minutes into um, the Today Show. So I would, we're going to do that in the next five minutes or so here. So I'd love to, I'll just walk my computer down. And Mark is, Mark's still over there. I'll, I'll introduce you to my co-anchor, Mark. I told him we were doing this, but I've been doing a lot of yakking. So Mark, can I introduce you to these guys? Can I flip my camera? How can I flip my camera around? Obviously, I'm super tech-savvy working in journalism, right? I don't know if I can. All right, I'll just point it at you. Okay. This is my co-anchor, Mark. Hello, Mark. Good and morning. Mark's going to do... Hold on, I'll show you the whole class here. Um, Mark's going to do the cut-ins. So I'll just take my computer down and show you, show you guys in the studio. But so Mark is a jack-of-all-trades. So it's kind of something that you have to be good at here in this business. So Mark was or is our chief meteorologist. And my last co-anchor left... Like two months ago now? It's, uh, yeah, going on two months. Yeah, so Mark, this champ, he's been doing weather for 50 years. He said, yeah, I'll help Lauren out and read the news with her. So he he's just a rock star. So tell <laughs> these guys, tell these guys yeah. all, because you do everything, tell them about what you do, if you don't mind. Well, uh, broadcasting like that. and, and Can you hear him? Am I close enough? Yeah, we're good. Um, and at least my experience has been um, – if you just want to be in the industry, you don't mind doing any sort of job. So over the years, it's been a while. And I've been a reporter, done TV talk shows, radio talk shows. I've done a lot of commercials, that sort of thing. So it's a long list. But I've often said, and then now it happened. If and most of my career, I've been the weather guy. And uh, I've often said, if they said came to me and said, you can't be the weather guy anymore. You got to do something else. I wouldn't necessarily go somewhere else to be a weather guy. I might stay in the building and do another job. And it literally happened a couple months yeah. ago. And so they asked me and I did it. So I don't mind. I, I just love broadcasting, being on TV. And I worked in radio too for, oh, about 25 years, you know, overlapping with some of the TV work in the part, early part of my career. Yeah. But it's, it's 21 after. Okay. Well, I'm going to walk these guys down and let them okay. watch your cut in. Is Thank you, okay? Mark. Okay. Good well, luck. I'm going to, I'm going to walk. Well, He's not going anywhere. I'm taking him with us. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to take you guys down into the studio. This is just our newsroom where we do like a lot of writing. But basically what Mark was saying is that because news and the broadcast industry is changing because of technology, it's, everything's evolving. You have to really be able to adapt. So Mark's adapting and he's saying, hey, I like talking. Yeah, I'll do news instead of weather. So that's what he's doing. All right, here, I'm a Sorry, I think I have to go this way with my computer. There's Mark. Mark's, we're coming down into our little basement studio here. Yeah, that looks can like the guys, weather set up I'm, there. Yeah. I'm eyeballing. Yeah, we so, can see you good. This is perfect. Okay. I'll turn the volume down when Mark doesn't. Yeah, do you want to explain what? Okay, so I'm going to just show you Mark's point of view here. So Mark's standing, looking at a teleprompter. These are, we have a bunch of different cameras. So, I'm watching that clock. If you can see the clock, it's 8:22:45. Straight at 2:26. Now uh, the camera will come on, and I need to start talking. 
and I run the teleprompter to this little thing right here, and I read it. There's, uh, yeah. So he's going to just do like a little, oh, hi, Nick. This is our director, Nick. I'll take you up. Into Morning, Nick. Lots of <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it's, oh, sorry, go ahead. Kind of, I'll probably bring these guys down here, but I'll just be kind of eyeballs if that's okay. And then I'm going to take them up to the control room, so surprise. Um, I'll show you guys the control room, too, if that's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, and then here's Blake, who's doing our weather. Say hi, Blake. Good morning, Blake. So um, Mark has, like I said, adapted. So now he's reading off the teleprompter and reading a script. And Blake is all ad lib. He has no script. He just talks about what's going on in the world. Yeah. And Mark, as someone that's done both, what would you say is easier, just being off the cuff or being on a or being on a script? <laughs> so Mark now has the words in front of him to read. So these are the scripts that I work on throughout the morning. You know, we have a three-hour newscast, so I'm constantly updating, writing, adding stories. And I know that this is specifically a writing class. So it took me a really long time to actually learn how to write for news because it's so simple. You don't want to use large language or long sentences. It, they say you're actually trying to cater to a fifth grade level audience because yeah. people are listening to what you're saying and they may only get part of it. So the it's very simple, basic conversational language, which is so different than writing an English paper. Um, and that took me, as someone that didn't have broadcast training, it took me a really long time to get used to. And it's actually fundamentally much easier, but... Um, it's a, just a different way if you're not used to it. Yeah, I usually say first grader. Maybe I can up the up the reading <laughs> level be a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, this is and it is a particular style, you know. It's it's you got to get used to it. Is, the easiest way that I explain it is is like you're talking to a friend. The more conversational you are, like you're explaining something to your mom because you're going to give your mom like a lot of information if you're trying to explain. At least for me, if I'm trying to explain to my mom how to. FaceTime on her iPhone. You're, you're going to give a lot of detail, but you're not going to be overly complicated. Um, so it's just yeah, it's, it's really interesting you know, that's, too that's how you really how you were saying about technology. Um, like I know there's there's just a few people in that room right now. Like you guys are yeah. running most of your own stuff. Like I know cameramen maybe exist in the field, but I want a former student of mine, Brett Cast. He used to work up there, and he's oh, been Brett, bouncing yeah, around. Oh, he's an indie now. I didn't know Brett was your student. Yeah, oh. he was. I didn't teach yeah. him anything. It wasn't me. <laughs> that was like my first year. But he said, "Yeah, I got to do a lot of it on my own." And we're probably bumping up on eight twenty-six. I don't want to interrupt. Right, yeah, his. I'm gonna like watch Mark, and then I'll take you guys up to the control room so you can see Blake do the weather from up there. Okay, I think you touched on this a bit, but maybe um, it's worth revisiting. What's What's, what do you think is your most important skill that you, is required of you day in and day out? Like if you could tell kids, you know, like something maybe they wouldn't even teach you in school. Like I would never um, convey to them. What do you, what do you use every day? Absolutely. Well, one, just knowing what's going on in the world. So knowing, knowing what's happening, the big stories that are happening in national news, in world news, and most importantly, in local news, knowing exactly what's going on in your community. You are the voice of your community. So knowing what matters to people and what, what important issues are. You know, one of the big things that we've had going on here, which would never have mattered to me when I was 
living um, on the east side in the metro Detroit area growing up in Rochester is our lake levels are at record highs. So homes are actually falling into Lake Michigan because we're seeing so much erosion. For me, growing up in metro Detroit, I don't care about that. <laughs> you know, like I, I, I wouldn't be aware that that was happening, but it's knowing what's, what's important to your community, the good, the bad. Um, and then also just, you have to be able to talk. So I started out as a reporter. I was a reporter for a really long time. So I would work in the field rather than here in the studio. And that one helps you know your community. It helps you develop your voice because when you're out in the field and you're doing a live shot, you don't have a script. You have to be able to just ad lib and keep talking and deliver, depending on the story, urgent accurate and timely information to your community so it, it is finding your own voice and figuring out a way to communicate to the public like I said without being overly complicated you need to you are the mouthpiece of the community so you have to be able to effectively push that information to your viewers in a way that they can understand um, that's clear to them and that doesn't leave them with, with more questions than answers because you are the answer gatherer, you're the fact gatherer for your community. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that because our next two questions kind of lead into that, like the reporter as a community member and you have a responsibility. So the first one is a little bit more lighthearted, but what's it like to be a celebrity around town? Uh, do you enjoy being recognized probably just about um, everywhere you go? You know what? I have been doing this for 15 years and I'm still not used to it. <laughs> It still catches me off guard. I'll be at the grocery store in my gym clothes with my baseball cap on, just buying avocados, and somebody will be like, hey, I know you, or hey, Lauren, they, they like, I love, the thing I love the most, especially about Northern Michigan more than anywhere else I've ever lived, is people treat you like they know you, and that's exactly what I want. I have learned, it's taken me a really long time to get to the point where I just need to be myself on tv you you laugh when you make a mistake or at least that's what i do because that's what i would do in real life and the, the more transparent you are the more yourself you are the more people feel like they know you the more relatable that you are so i mean understand that not everyone's gonna love you that's one of the things that's very difficult is this is a very critical industry to work in people people will send you messages because they do feel like they know you and they'll tell you I don't like your hair today or that color is not good on you or why did you say that this way um so there is a there is the constructive criticism piece of it and some people I'll be honest with you they're just downright mean especially during this pandemic it's been yeah. it's been um very interesting but it is I love just being greeted with excitement and with a smile and it's still it's still a treat to this day well that's good i yeah. that's something i i struggle i'm i am no celebrity but even when people see me outside of school it yeah. <laughs> it's hard well, it's just, like i said if i'm like on a gym and a full-on sprint yeah. wedding you're like okay could you come back later but um for the most part it, it is um it's lovely. Yeah. Well, you just because you mentioned this a little bit, you, I think you said you laugh, but we had a question. Do you sure. still slip up on your lines? Oh, um, totally. And how do you how do you roll with it? Just what do you do? I think I think rolling with it is 
the best way to put it. So, um, you know, I'll say it's like I, I pre-read all of my scripts ahead of time. And I, I mentioned the importance of, you know, when, when you're an anchor, having smaller sentences, it's easier to, to keep up with your script because it gives you that natural place to pause. But let's say there was like a big French word that I didn't know, didn't know how to say. I, I would, depending on the tone of the story, you know, if we're talking about it's New Year's in France and um, I don't know how to say the name of whatever person is about to give me a soundbite. I'd be like, hey, Mark, how do you think you say that? And maybe he'd chime in, make it a conversation. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know if I'm saying that the right way, but uh, but you're going to want to hear from this guy because he is celebrating New Year's in Paris and what better place to be. Yeah. Um, so you that makes you relatable because how many, how many people sitting at home know how to say the name of, you know, or, or sometimes viewers will write in and say, Hey, Lauren, great job trying to say that. This is how it's said. And then I've learned something that day, which is awesome. And that's one of my favorite parts of my job is I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly growing. Um, There is never a day that's the same. Um, But I say, embrace your flaws, (laughs) embrace those mistakes. Um, we've all been there. No one's perfect. No, yeah, I have, I have a brand new producer. Um, and he is so hard on himself because he said, I never feel like the show is perfect. I know I can do better. I know I can do more. And what I said to him is Garrett, I appreciate your desire to grow and keep learning. I said, that's what drew you to this business, but you are never going to have a perfect show. Um, and that's another cool thing (laughs) about this industry is you don't know when technology is going to fail you. You don't know. I mean, you are constantly, you have to be ready always to think on the fly and be prepared for any situation because you never know what's going to happen. So quick thinking and trusting your instincts, that's a huge part of the job too. Yeah. Well, I, I like that. You're, you're the kind of news person I like that you oh. embrace your flaws. That's good. <laughs> I, I think your philosophy is correct. But we just had one question that I think is a pretty good one to close on. A little more philosophical about our business. And I think it's a bit different uh, with our local versus national news. Um, Local news tends to be much more like I remember the news being um, forever, you know. But the the term that gets thrown around the question has to do with fake news. So as a journalist, uh, as as an anchor, how, how is fake news something we can guard against? And just talk about your experience now that that word is pretty much thrown after every article that can come out about anyone. Thrown after every article. So I, as a reporter, specifically when I was a reporter, my rule of thumb was for me to run with information, I had to have the information confirmed by two solid sources. So let's say somebody calls the newsroom and they say, hey, there's a murder downtown Traverse City. That's not you have to have that information confirmed. You're not going to just go on the air because some person from you don't know where called you and said somebody was murdered downtown Traverse City. You call the police chief. You go to the scene. You need to verify the information that's being put out into the world. So it is knowing your source, right? So if I'm getting the information from the police chief, that's a reliable source. If I'm getting the information from a caller, that I don't know and I've never met (laughs) that could be just fortunately making 
up. So is it worth checking on? A thousand percent. You always follow up on leads and you'll get some crazy leads. And the ones that you think are for sure fake usually end up being true. <laughs> so it is all about fact checking. It is about following up on the information. Um, a lot of times you can find good details in court documents, um, but it's not pulling up a Facebook article and running with that. And it's not, it's not my sister Mary's grandma said, you know, that is, that is not a direct source. So you can't get information second party. You need to get the facts from a person and attribution is everything. You can't just put information into the world. It's the police chief told me, or the president told me, or <laughs> Mr. Burns told yeah. me in my, you know, you have to attribute the person that gave you the information because that is covering your own right behind yeah the the anonymous and, sourcing it, i just it's unbelievable to watch nowadays um because my say, the students here can't get away with that yet it's like you look at the top and that's just it's, it's amazing a, it's a huge peeve of mine um uh, sources sources close to me investigation tell me um you and also not burning your sources is a big thing that you'll learn to do so you, you will develop relationships with people in the community and you'll become closer with some than others and they'll learn to trust you with information. And they'll say, this is off the record. And if you go on the record with off the, off the record information, yeah. <laughs> see ya. Um, so, and I will tell you that those are debates that I have with my coworkers all the time. I've had them at every stop I've ever been in. Um, I always err on the side of caution because I've, I've just discussed how important relationships are with me, to me, and other people feel this, that the story is more important. So it becomes your own moral compass as you're developing your voice and relaying information to the community. You find your own boundaries and what you're comfortable with, too. Yeah. All right. Well, Lauren, I, I cannot thank you enough for this. Um, this is thank an experience that we probably wouldn't have been able to have even if this pandemic was not happening. 